friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How is everybody doing today? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy Thursday or whatever day or time it is that you're listening. Happy March, happy spring, almost spring. And how's everybody doing today? I am honestly so excited that it's March. I, it's unbelievable to me that it's already March and March 3rd at that I'm recording a tad bit late so this will go up retroactively. But I'm honestly really excited that it's March, although I don't love the spring breakers taking over the city for the month of March because traffic just gets a hundred times worse than it already is. I love this time of year because it's finally sunny out almost every single day and it's there's still a breeze, it's still not as hot as it does get during the summer and I don't have to try to dress for fall and winter anymore, I can just wear crop tops and jean shorts or jeans and be good to go because it's really hard to dress for winter when it's 80 degrees out but it is beautiful today it has been beautiful for the last couple of weeks and just really makes me love Miami I was saying yesterday it's kind of a tease being from Miami because I'm stuck inside working all day and it's beautiful out and I just want to go outside and like why do kids get spring break and adults don't why do kids get recess and adults don't like I just want to go play outside um but I am doing really well. I woke up today feeling really excited, really productive, really motivated, and like today is going to be a really good day, which is nice because on Sunday and Monday, I wasn't feeling my best. Um, Hormones, just, you know, typical PMS stuff, but also just feeling like a shot to the gut, like things are going really, really well, like what if it won't last? What if this isn't real? And then I I quickly took myself out of that mentality. Like, you know what? You deserve everything that is coming your way. You know you deserve it. You've come so far. You've grown so much. And I'm so proud of you. And last night I went to the Jay Shetty Love Rules tour with one of my good friends. And it was just honestly the, the reminder that I needed. Jay Shetty is just such an incredible podcast host and author and writer and speaker and his messaging is just incredible and it just reinvigorated me and re-inspired me and he actually asked a question that made me think made all of us think and it was i'm going to paraphrase here what is something that you value that you haven't been putting enough importance into lately and he asked us to sit and meditate on that and for me what came up immediately was romance and love because for so long I've been saying that I don't want a man, I don't need a man until this happens or this happens or this happens and you know I just want a man to come in and be exactly what I need and when I'm ready for it and I'm not looking for it because I don't have the time to put the work in etc etc and I realized like I'm only hurting myself with that mentality like yes it's okay to not be actively dating right now because that's just not something that I want to put time into because I'm also not trying to meet someone on dating apps but I'm not going to meet anyone with that negative mentality even when I'm out and about and I I have really high standards and there's nothing wrong with having high standards it's actually really important knowing what you want and what you deserve and what you're not willing to put up with and not being not willing to settle and I have a blog post on why we should never settle and I have a tiktok on why I have high standards but I realized that I'm not just saying I have standards or have high standards and blocking people out. I'm against, I'm putting up a shield of like, you know, don't touch me. I'm unapproachable. 
and it was cute and fun in college, but now it's like people aren't going to approach me. And I want people to approach me. I want to make new friends. I want to meet new people, whether it's a friendship, dating, relationship, whatever. I just, I miss being social and going out and having fun and meeting people and letting the night go where it goes. And last weekend, I went to Sobe Food and Wine and I met a couple people. And we ended up going out that night to another Sobe Food and Wine Festival event in Wynwood. And I had so much fun just letting the night take me, letting the day take me. I met that girl that morning at coffee and then... We went out Saturday night, you know, and I met a couple people with her and we just had such a good time and it, it reminded me like, I need to do that more. That's the only way I'm going to meet people and I need to re, re like calibrate how I feel about meeting people and romance and love and relationships and that means with myself too and just not being so hard on myself and not putting these expectations and pressures on me to meet someone at a certain time. Um, I keep saying like it'll happen when I least expect it. I'm not looking for it right now, but if it happens, it happens. But like I want certain things by the before I get married. Like I want to buy a house before I get married, or I want my business to be established before I get married, and all these things. And that's okay. And I I still want that to happen. I still hope that that happens. But I can't put that as like I can't allow myself to fall in love or meet someone and want to work out until then. Because that's what I've been doing. Like subconsciously that's what I've been doing and my mom has been telling me for months to stop doing that and I just was like no 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 like that's important to me I want these things but at my own detriment and this week just the last two weeks just really reminded me like I want that I want the romance I want to feel loved I want to feel supported I want to feel cherished and appreciated and just loved and that intimate emotional connection and just chatting all night long and the little touches and the little looks i want that i really really want that and you know it took a certain like strange turn of events and experiences that made me realize that but jay shetty last night that question confirmed it for me and i'm really excited to see where things go from here this outlook now I've been saying for months that spring, summer is just summer, like August, September is going to be a turning point in my life, and I really do believe that, even more so now. I just have a really strange gut feeling that something is coming for me, and I just don't know what, and I'm excited to see what that is, whether it's work or a relationship or friendship or a trip or whatever it is. But knowing that I, my mindset has changed. I want romance. I want to allow love in. And I don't want to be so standoffish anymore. And yes, I'm still going to prioritize myself and my businesses and establishing myself for the future. But I'm going to be going into the world with a much different open mindset and allow love in in whichever form that it comes to me. Whether it's self-love, friendship, or a relationship, or my family, or whatever it is. And I thought this was an appropriate introduction because this week's episode is with an author who wrote A Woman's Self-Love, and it is a guide to learning to love yourself no matter what has happened in your life. And she found me on Instagram, and we had like a two, almost two-hour call just to connect. I was like, I don't know who this person is. She wants to be on my podcast. She wrote a book. I want to learn her story. We talked for two hours. And it was incredibly impactful and empowering and 
we we got deep like i was very vulnerable with her she was very vulnerable with me talking about our struggles and how we've gotten to where we've gotten and why we've struggled with self-love and the things that we're working on and i was like yes i need to have you on the podcast because you and i have had this conversation and i know so many people need this conversation and want to have it but don't know who to have it with so i am so excited to introduce you guys to victoria burstein and her book and i will link it so you guys can check it out it's on amazon and it's a really great book it really makes you think and work through some things and it has been super inspiring and super helpful to me and i thought this was the perfect intro because i'm all what i want is love i want to allow love into my life that's what i value that i haven't been prioritizing and self-love is a big part of that you know we have to love ourselves with all our imperfections and you know no one's like our worth our perception of worth is only defined by us we can't allow other people to tell us what we think about ourselves and how we feel and you know that's why self-love is so important like we don't have to be perfectly 100 percent okay with ourselves to find love like you know that's never gonna happen there's always something to work on so always something to grow and evolve from but you have to be willing to put in the work and love yourself with flaws and imperfections and all and love yourself in the process of healing and when you allow love in you spread it around to the people around you it's infectious and you attract that in your life and that's when the right people come your way and so i thought this was the perfect intro and i'm really excited for you guys to hear this conversation yeah and i hope if you needed to hear this today this helps you and i really look forward to having more of these impactful conversations with you guys in the future because i just i feel like the tide's changing and i feel like i'm getting soft (laughs) but it should be good i've been strong for too long i think i've been hard on myself for way too long and i've been saying i want someone to carry the burden with me alongside me so i don't have to be so strong all the time but i haven't actually been letting someone do that i haven't been letting people in to do that and i want to I want to allow people in to help me. So thank you guys so much for listening. It means so much every single week. It truly does. I know I say it a lot, but it really, really does. I wouldn't be able to do this podcast without you guys listening every week, without people wanting to come on the podcast. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review. Please subscribe to the show. Follow along. Share with a friend. Tag us when you're listening. And go check out Victoria's book. I will talk to you guys all next week. Meet Victoria. So Victoria, what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? I, I think something that's like very obvious when, they, when somebody like comes to my page is they see I have a family. <laughs> that's number one. I, lots, I have lots of friends that we like to hang out, go out. Um, I still have very close relationships with the people I grew up with to the people I met along the way by moving to New York City. So like lots of those relationships are very um, important to me. Um, and I'm trying to make my Instagram page now more about self-compassion, which I think is a message I want to like send out there strongly about self-love, about kindness, and just self-improvement overall. So I think they could <laughs> they could see those three things when they when they start joining. Yeah, me. but what 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 do you what do they not get to see? Like that's something that's really important to you. That's a big thing for you that people wouldn't maybe get just from wouldn't looking at it. See. That's such a good question. Um, 
they probably can see the daily struggles of family life, some of the struggles of uh, of the career, and just daily, you know, like daily stuff that you don't get to see on Instagram because you don't post them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's important for people to remember that even if we share a lot on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, there's still a lot you don't get to see because we're not going to put the camera on ourselves every minute of every day. And, you know, I am very open about some struggles and I'll share them and I'll cry on camera, but there's things that go on in my life that you won't see just because something's got to be kept private. So I think, yeah, it's important for people to remember that it's not. I try to post like, but obviously like when in a, in a funny way when things go wrong. Yeah. (laughs) It's important to laugh about them. And it's like, you know, things go wrong it happens life happens but you know tomorrow's another day and it's gonna be fine but yeah you talk about a lot of self-love compassion like you said kindness how did you get into that what led you to start really doing that work and wanting to talk about it mainly was so the I arrived at the conclusion of self-love and self-compassion by struggling first step with um, self-criticism and inner negative critic and realizing that most of my life I've been like rushing time and also analyzing all those voices in my head and kind of like reflecting where they're coming from and you know like reading other books and putting everything together and realizing at the end of the day self-compassion and kindness and just understanding what you need is more important than anything else. And this is when I, you know, like from like journaling and like writing stuff down, I, it ended up being, it ended up being a book. So uh, it, the book is mostly what helped myself. All those conclusions that I, I, that I arrived at and mainly from from criticism, from from negative self-talk, which happened a lot, especially like throughout high school, my early 20s. And I, I feel like I finally kind of started joining life more in my late 20s. And I would say now in the 30s. Yeah. I mean, I'm only in my mid-20s, 25. But I think, yeah, I'm starting to really enjoy my life a lot more now. Even with all the struggles, you know, they don't go away. They just change. But I'm enjoying my life a lot more now than I did, you know, in high school, growing up as a teenager, early 20s. And they say say that those are the best four years of your life. You know, high school is the best four years. College is the best four years. And I'm just like, no, like I really, I I don't want them to be the best four years. Like I'm, 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 I'm doing a lot better now than I was then. So it gives me hope to know that, you know, there is a lot more left to live. I mean, logically, I know that, but like look talking to someone like you I look up to someone like you who you know took all of those challenges and made them fuel you to get to where you are and that you're thriving now more in your 30s than you were when you were my age and it's you know they say like it's starting to change but it used to be you know you're dead at 30 like when you turn 30 it's like this whole like oh my god your life is over yes that's so not that's so not true and it gives me hope seeing women like you in their 30s thriving you know we were talking about this off air having it all like you know you're beautiful you have a career you're married you have a family but you don't stop taking care of yourself too and it's like that is what I want when I am your age and that's who I want to be and I want to share that to other girls 
primarily girls, but to other people in general that, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out right now. And it's okay if you don't. And it sucks that society makes us feel that we have to, but little by little, the the narrative is changing. And I think more people like you talking about self-love and compassion and yeah, acknowledging like I was really critical of myself years ago. That's but- super important yeah, to, to acknowledge and to to be okay with it too, you know, to, I feel like we also live in a very, like, you know, like a rushed society in a way, like we're trying to, we're trying to figure everything out like very fast. And we also see, we'll see on, we'll see on social media, how somebody just became successful overnight. Let's say like they had an idea and they created the company and here is the company or they'll see just uh, you know like hey like I had a kid and this is the best moments of my motherhood right where in the background there is a lot of work going on there with with a career maybe we just see an article about you know like she, she came up with this idea and she created the company no that was there was a lot of yeah there were lots of failures going on before that moment or with with motherhood you know there is so much going on before like you, you see that kids smile and you post it on instagram right like it's it just and we don't need to to rush time to have all of that this is i think this was one of my main mistakes like you know like trying to I got married super fast like I couldn't you know like okay I want to go to college I want to have an MBA I want to have a family like you know like kind of rushing everything even right now like I stopped today was supposed to publish my second book and I I just didn't do it because you know like I feel like I didn't give enough chance to my first book yes I wrote it but I'm not ready to just rush it right away right yeah and rushing time is actually like one of my and I, I feel like lots of us have that you know like you're trying to have a career right away have have a family and it's okay to just slow down and kind of take it in and just enjoy each moment of your life and embrace those failures too it's going to be a lot of like lots of failures on the way yeah. Like, oh, I, I 100% agree. And one of my intentions for 2022, which is almost over now, and I've gotten better at, but it's definitely something that will continue in 2023 is to be more present and enjoy the moment. Because yeah, I was the same, you know, rushing, growing up, wanting to grow up too fast, wanting to have all those things, like those status symbols, those markers that are going to make you exactly. successful, because society says that's success. And having to realize that life works in its own way. Like it just, it does its, you know, there's at some point like you can put in all the hard work and you should, you should still work hard, but at some level, it's just kind of going to happen on its own time and you need to trust the process and not rush everything so much and yeah, learn to slow down. And I think too, it's society puts a lot of pressure on status symbols and these timelines and mile markers and, also instant gratification you know you everything has to be now and yeah like you said the article of you know overnight sensation you know like self-made billionaire at 25 and it's like you don't see all the hard work that took to get there there's this I don't know if you've ever seen it it was like back when Lizzo the artist first like blew up like two or three years ago Mm -hmm. it was like something it was something about like Lizzo's overnight sensation Lizzo and she's like overnight sensation you didn't see the seven years that I've been in the studio working to make this happen now finally when I'm getting my spotlight but I've been doing this for seven years it's not overnight 
it's and not. people, yeah. you know, society really tries, like, likes to ignore that, that it was hard work and it takes a long time to get to where you are and that everything happens for a reason. You just got to trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah, that that's, I, I couldn't say it even better. Trust the process and just, just slow down. It's fine. You don't need, you know, like we have the Forbes 30 under 30. 40 under 40 <laughs> like yeah. all those all those you know like um like benchmarks or whatever they are it's okay <laughs> like yeah. just in, you know enjoy enjoy life and take it on your own like have your own terms and I feel like that's where the like I just put so much emphasis on self-kindness these days because you know you could be so harsh on yourself when you create you know like checkpoints or benchmarks and you know, like, and they could be like very high up, or they could be like, you know, maybe unachievable in a way. And then you feel bad. And either I, I feel like we need to either be okay that hey, I'm gonna set the bar very high, very very high, but it's okay if I, you know, like I I achieve like seventy percent, sixty percent of it. Yeah. So it's okay to have that mindset, or just set the bar lower and know you're fine with those with those check marks. I think. And at the end of the day, just, you know, like, as long as there is consistency and improvement going on, like you're going in the right direction, I think you're fine. Everybody's fine. As long as, you know, like you're not going in the opposite direction, because we are built for growth. We all, we all want to, whatever our intention is, but we are built to grow. So when you don't grow, you feel, you know, you feel anxiety, you feel depression, you don't feel good about yourself because, you know, like you're like degrading like you're not you don't that's so I love that you just said that because one it's true yeah we should always be growing and evolving and if we're stagnant or going backwards and it's time to check yourself and really reevaluate but I think what you said of if you're not growing you're you start that's when the anxiety kicks in and I I think it kind of just hit me right now as you said that but that was why law school was so hard for me because I felt stagnant at school. Mm -hmm. I felt like, yes, I'm getting my degree and that's going to help me get to where I want to be. But I wasn't happy with who I was in that moment and my situation, like what was happening in my life. And I've talked a lot about this on the podcast before, but I just wasn't happy where I was living, who I was surrounded by. I wanted more for Mm -hmm. myself and I wasn't trusting the process that that needed to happen the way that it did in that moment for me to get to where I am now. And now looking back, I can look a year ago, two years ago and be really, really grateful and proud of everything that happened, you know? Maybe things could have happened a little bit differently, but like overall, I'm glad that it happened the way that it happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, because I wasn't looking at it from the lens of look how far I've come. I was like, I'm not where I want to be. I want more. I was stagnant and I was very negative and critical and miserable and the anxiety and the depression. And it got so bad at times. And I look back now and you know, I was saying today, like we have a big football game today at my, at my law school, well, the undergrad, the football team. It's like, damn, I actually kind of miss it. Like, I wish I was there. And I, a year ago, I would have been caught dead (laughs) saying that I wanted to go back because I hated it so much. But now I'm like, now that I've grown from it and I've learned from it and I'm a year out, I'm like, damn, I kind of miss it. So yeah, we don't really, we don't give us ourselves enough grace and compassion, which is your, the whole point of your book and what you talk about. And I, I would love to know more about, you know, where you came from, your story growing up, coming to the U.S., 
How old were you? Mm -hmm. What was that like? like? What was your childhood like in coming to the U.S. and building a life here? So the reason why I find myself in you in a way so much is because you have the same, like, you know, like, uh, like you say, I, I want to challenge, right? I want to be challenged. <laughs> so I think that's, that I, I, I keep having the same thing and I, I've always had the same, you know, like you just keep yeah. wanting. No, you are, want. it's funny that you see yourself in me because I, I, like, you are like what I want to, like my, like, goals, you know, like that's what I want to be. So it's so funny that we're like kindred spirits, but yeah, how did you get to where you are now? Like what, um, what brought you here? I, mainly my main, I would say problem, I would, I would not want to use the word problem, like challenge that I had that, you know, like, okay, so I was in college, okay, what's next, right? Like, graduated high school, went to college. So my first was like, okay, so what am I going after this? Do I want to like, do I want to build my life in East Europe? Do I want to move to Western Europe? Do I want to go to the US? So that was kind of the first, you know, like the first, uh, uh, I would say, like, uncomfortable moment like I needed I needed an answer to that and then we I was like I'm not gonna like jump into it right away we came with a couple of my friends to from college we came to Cape Cod for the summer then we you know like okay we saw we saw Cape Cod I'm like let's go to New York and <laughs> they weren't they weren't into it they were like we're not going to New York so I moved to New York I came to New York by myself and um, I uh, I had to go back and forth to finish college I took a couple of whatever I, I I wasn't making up for it at my at my school back in East Europe I had to take courses at uh, NYU um but I kind of like you know like I, I got into real estate I got a real estate license and kind of tried to you know like make it work from there and then after I graduated I got a series seven I got into finance I think it all came from from a like you know like I would say it's was it be, was it be the right word like a, a certain type of uncomfortable like being uncomfortable and just yeah. wanting more and wanting to be challenged and even now okay so like what's like with with the books is the same like you just have it in you <laughs> just, you're just yeah. in a different form <laughs> but you yeah. still you still want to be challenged you still want to see a kind of like what's your next mission in a way like you know like you achieve like at some point obviously like when you when you you don't have you know like when you when I went to into real estate and when I went into finance my main goal was to be financially stable now you reach that goal and you're like okay like I feel good but what's what's the next like what's what's your next I feel like why besides my own my own you know like challenges that I I had like we in our family business we met lots of women who came from domestic violence so because we have we, we as tenants we have some yeah. some some women who who have a background of of uh, domestic violence and who used to live in shelters and just seeing that seeing that part and realizing there's so many women out there who you know like need need support need guidance need and you don't have to be part you don't have to have to, you know like to have been affected by by domestic violence you could just you know like be treated by life in different ways and you just make all these assumptions about yourself so that like my mission of changed a little bit from financial stability to you know like helping other women in a way supporting women like 
taking like having a bigger connection with women and it just it took a different form and i don't know in 10 years in 20 years where i'm going to be but at the moment this is this is what satisfies me this is more of my mission than what it was 10 years ago i see also lots of like somebody who i look up to who are you know like 50 let's say like i i look at brooke shields like i, I admire brooke shields like she has she has a new company now which also is like about you know, like connection and empowerment. Like at some point, I feel like our higher selves wants to reach for something that is more just than just financial stability. I, to answer your question is, it's interesting to, to like see ourselves for like each stage from high school, from college, from your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, how you continuously want to like, you know, like grow and move and, and just your mission even though it keeps having the same uh, trajectory, right? But how you're doing it changes, I think. Because it's something I talk about a lot. I only, I think we even talked about this last week. I only want people around me who are also in alignment with themselves. The path may change, but their goal is always to keep improving and finding ways to keep improving themselves and, you know, removing the negativity, removing the toxic energy, and only doing things that really fuels them. And it's what you said, you know, like my, the mission changed, like how you want to, like your goal was financial stability. Then you got there and it's like, okay, what's next? And it's like, oh, I see that I could make a difference. Like there's a way for me to help others now get what I have. And that became your mission. And that has always been my goal too, in a way with the podcast, I realized I've come a really long way. I want to share my story to help others who are younger that are going through a lot of those things that I've been through. And then keep having conversations with people at different stages in their life to help me continue to grow and evolve and become in alignment with myself and have people on like you who are also doing that you know, a little bit further along than me. And I think, I think it's really cool too, that you started off in finance and I, I mean, I'm sure you would know this more than me, but not a lot of women in finance, like, you know, series seven is very hard to get up there in, especially in New York city, coming from a different country, different language, you know, really having to, the, the whole challenge of, you know, learning yeah, English yeah, and going to school in a new country and <laughs> discovering who you are while also you know, feeling comfortable in a new city, in a new country and the career challenges too. And then you took all of that and you're like, you know what, I can make, I can do more with this. And it's not just about financial stability and anymore. It's important to stay like along, like you, like you, you're going to have a beautiful, successful low career, right? Along, I remember like I got fired from my first finance job <laughs> and that was that. mainly, yeah, but that was an, in a way, I'm very proud of it because I um, uh, joined a company that, you know, like wasn't very aligned with, I guess, with my values and what I stood for. And in a meeting, I kind of opened my mouth and, you know, like <laughs> spoke, <laughs> spoke up my thoughts. And I think that's okay too. So whatever whatever your career is, I think it's also very important to be in a company who is aligned with the same values, right? And if it doesn't feel right, it's it's okay to to speak up and to say, hey, I, I don't like this, I don't like this, and this is how it is. You might get fired, like I got fired, and that's fine. I joined a different company right after. It all works <laughs> out. No, that saying, what is that saying? If you know, if they're not going to make a space for you at the table, then 
just make your own damn table. It's like, okay, you don't want me here. I don't want to be here. Like there's, <laughs> um, this is the sign yeah. that I'm not meant to be at this company. And then you went somewhere else and it worked out. And yeah. <laughs> it's funny with the financial stability too, that, you know, and, and the law career, I, I learned very early on in law school that I didn't want the, the, the jobs that pay a lot of money and it's a lot of money. The, the, like you're working a hundred hours a week and you don't have a life, but you're making all of this amazing money. And yeah, maybe you are really helping people, but I just, I knew it was like, that's not how I want to spend my time. There's so much more I want to do. And yeah. am I taking the road less traveled and you not getting that much money? Yeah. I, I, I'm not making nearly as much as half of my friends. Like some of my really close friends are in those jobs and it is amazing for them. And I love them. And they support me that in doing something that's not that, because they know that that's just not who I am. And, you know, it's, it's finding your own super important. You have to go on your own path and yeah, be, not be afraid to speak up and say when something doesn't feel right. And, you know, yeah, you got fired, but I mean, I don't know if you know, but, and we may never know when we exit like that, but you would hope that they take that into consideration for the next one. You know, whoever comes in after you, that they don't make the same mistakes or that they allow them to speak up because that's the only way that the company is going to evolve and change. And we've all seen that in the last couple of years, how some of these companies have had rude awakenings with all a lot of things, really, especially relating to women in the workplace. And, you know, if we get to be a and small part of it. In, in jobs as, as a lawyer too, and fine, like in finance, in in the law industry. I mean, in they say, um, I wouldn't know, like I don't have the, the you know, like the knowledge of experience from from a law background, but it's in finance, it's a, it's a boy club, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, it's the same thing. It's a boy club. And in a way you either band and you like, you kind of got to find the, the right balance because you can't, if you, you know, like, got to find the balance where you're still being respected, right? And yeah, you got to play the game. That's what my dad calls it. It's You have to play the game, but then know when to step out of line and, you know, break the rules a little bit to get, move things along. But you also have to, like, pick your battles and kind of know when it's time to fall in line and when it's, all right, no, this is, like, I need to speak out. And, yep. you know, consequences be damned, but at least you're moving the needle forward. And yeah, law, law is 100% a boys club too. Little by little, I, I, I know little by little things are changing and I know it'll get better over time, but I actually kind of like being a part of the change, even if it's uncomfortable and hard for me and things that I've had to experience. Being a part of that change is really important to me and, I'm, and I, for you as well. And, you know, hoping that it doesn't happen to the next person. Yeah. And being there for them when it does because it's going to unfortunately it's going to and I think it's very okay to to speak up because Oprah says it and it it's it, it kind of like you know like it clicked with me that when you walk as as a woman right when you walk into a room especially something like like a boys club let's say right like you're not coming only as yourself you're coming as representing like almost all the women out there and if you feel that something is not said right or something is is meant to be said in a disrespectful way it's okay to speak up and you're not and it's okay to you know like feel proud because you're not speaking only you're not speaking up only for yourself but you're speaking up for all the other women that are going to walk through the door and hopefully like by your remark 
something clicked into them and they're going to be more respectful or treat the next woman in a better way. Yeah. And sometimes you have to be the first one in the room and you have to be the first one to make a little noise for, for the next, for the next generation, you know? And, and for me, you know, a lot of times, especially in law school in the South, you know, I was the only Brown girl in the room and I, you know, yeah, I'm one of the first ones, but I will gladly break down that barrier. So there could be more after me. That's okay. I'm okay with that because that's really powerful that I got myself in that door and I'm going to show them why I deserve to be there and why more girls like me deserve to be there. there, And and I think it ties back into, you know, your book and self-love and compassion. And, you know, you have to truly be strong in your convictions and proud of where you came from and all that has happened to get you where you are and com- give yourself yeah. compassion for that girl that you used to be and the woman that you're becoming. And that allows you to be the first one in the room, the one to speak up, to say all those things that need to be said that no one has yeah. ever felt that they could before. So how did it kind of come about like this book? When, when did the book, like the idea to write a book, you said you were journaling and you're like, this needs to, I need to share this. This needs to be a book. How long were you journaling and doing this work for yourself before you're like, okay, I'm going to share it. I would say like probably like a year to two years prior. And um, what really pushed me, like what was like a major point in my life is my dad passed away last year and unexpectedly, like, and very young too. And he just, you know, like passed away in his sleep and it was like the weirdest thing ever. So it's kind of like, you know, like, you know, like when I'm speaking about like higher mission than just financial stability, it made me, you know, in a way realize that life is so damn short. Like you, you just never know. So if you have my love for writing was always there uh, and, you know, like to to do something about it was always there. But when you see your loved ones or you like in my case, like my dad just you know, like he had a short life, he just passed away. It's like, okay, you just never know when it, when it's your time, right? Might as well do what you, you know, like it was always, oh, it's not perfect enough. It's not good enough. I, you know, like you have all those roadblocks or all those uh, kind of like criticism. Okay, I just need to perfect this. I need to perfect that. We just, so I came to this moment after he passed away. Like, you know what? I'm just going to publish it. I'm going to take, I'm going to take all my pages. I'm going to take everything what, what I got together. And I'm just going to put the whole thing together and make it into a book and set up to do whatever I plan to do. Because otherwise, it's just going to take time and it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be good enough. And ironically enough and paradoxically enough, <laughs> my, my, uh, like, so I, I've been writing everything into, into a Word document in my computer. We went to an event in Brooklyn and I left my bag in the back of my car. And, <laughs> and when we came down, somebody broke into the car yeah. and took my bag and my computer and was gone. So in a way, I had to rewrite the whole thing, but which was, it's more or less the same, but just, I had to, maybe in a way, maybe that, you know, like maybe the universe showed me a sign, hey, this is not good enough, <laughs> just yeah. go and go and rewrite it even better but that that was kind of or maybe it was a challenge to say do you really care enough to to want to do this like if you do go rewrite it one more time <laughs> yeah it's funny that that happened I don't know if you've seen the show sex life it was like really popular oh, last year yeah. where she's oh, yeah, writing yeah. in her computer her journal yeah, yeah. all of these yeah. things and 
the more she's writing it and when she gets caught writing it at first when her husband first finds it she's like okay maybe this is my sign to do something about it so it's kind of the same thing like what you said that that was when you said that that's where my mind went (laughs) but I don't know I think yeah maybe the universe that was a sign and it it all worked out and yeah and I, I so to answer your question with two major moments my dad passing away was a big wake up call for me I feel like my my life changed a little bit after that in a way that you know like it made me realize life is you know we all say life is short okay life is short we all know but when you I think when it hits you like firsthand something like that like a close person to you like passes away or and in this case which was unexpectedly and he was healthy and all that is like honestly like you never know so just just do it just do like uh, what's his what's their name nike yeah <laughs> just do just like do nike and just do it <laughs> that's so funny but it's true yeah so in your book you say five easy steps to living a joyful life can you share a sneak peek of what those steps are and kind of what people can expect in your book and by following you and the and and your you talking about and teaching women to be less self-critical and more compassionate. Mm-hmm. So the book is is structured in like two, like part one and part two in a way. So part one is I want the reader to understand why they need this, right? It's more like theory in a way, like why why self-love is so important, right? Like why self-kindness, self-compassion is so important. Why that voice in our head is so, you know, like, is like in some in some of us is like very loud and some of us like we we shattered too like we have we have like we have both versions i speak a lot about you know like constructive criticism and destructive criticism so i want i kind of want the reader to understand a little bit of the theory behind it all and how it affects us right um and then i part two i go into the solution in a way which is which though those are the five steps and i call it the love system so the love system is number one is to lure the voice in your head. So it's basically to, you know, like like start self-reflecting and hear your voice and hear and most important, like understand where all those voices are coming from, right? Is it from is it from your parents? Is it from your siblings? Is it from your teachers? Is it from spouse? Is it from, like where where are they coming from that you you know like internalize them so much that that now it's your own voice, right? Now it's your, like, inner dialogue. Like, you speak to yourself that way, right? And try to, after self-reflection, trying to lure that voice in a way with, okay, like, I analyze where you're from, but I don't want you to be part of me anymore. Replanting new seeds in a way, like, new, and this is where kindness and self-compassion comes in, right? You know, like, I I understand I somebody spoke to me like that and... um I internalized it, but you know what? I know to the core who I am. It, this is not me. This I, you know, like, I don't want this voice anymore. And replacing that with kinder. I I don't use any affirmations in the book because I don't connect with affirmations so much. And I feel like most of the book is more about like questioning, and the reason, and mainly because that worked for me. Like when you question yourself, you kind of find your own. Oh, I'm the same way. Yeah, I think affirmations are nice sometimes, and I love quotes. Some will speak to me. Yeah, but yeah, I need you need to question yourself and question 
like going back to challenge me I want someone to challenge me I want a partner one day to challenge me but I also you know you need to keep challenging yourself because that's the only way you're going to grow so yeah so the way the way I uh, you know like I recommend to in the way it worked for me also is to you know like find your own new voice It's, it's okay to have affirmations out there and to be guided and to be you know like like to have motivation and inspiration but at the end of the day you have to do the inner work and the self-reflection to understand like what's been said how you reacted to it and to understand your own way of better more positive inner conversations another part of the of the love system is about accepting yourself and i think that's super important also because you know like okay the now you realize this is what happened. Now what you're going to do, like you can't, you can't, um, you know, like hold people, you know, like hold a grudge or hold people accountable. It, this is, you cannot change people. You can only change, only change yourself. So accepting those situations and accepting the things that happen to you and accepting who you are. And by doing all that self-reflecting work, you're going to kind of like, you know, like, feel layer after layer and getting more to your authentic self and embracing and accepting that authentic self is super important to you. That's when you really get to the core of what self-love is because that's when you like, you know, you know, like you kind of seeing yourself naked in a way after feeling all those voices and after feeling all those messages that society sent to us, right? After you do all that work, so you know how they say that um, you can't pour from an empty cup so your cup obviously becomes fuller. And when your cup is fully able to give to other people as well. So once you do all this work for yourself, you are, you, you're capable to see the world around you, to see the people, to have the people in your life through, you know, like through different eyes. Because like you, you kind of forgive them and you accept that, hey, this is who people are, right? You you can't change them. You can't, uh, you know, like you want you want to... Take somebody out of your life, that's okay too. That's actually recommended. If somebody in your life is not, you know, like helping with your mental state and mental health, it's okay to, to you know, like take them out of your life. I don't think there is anything wrong with that. Embracing, another another part of the love system is embracing embracing the world around you. So just seeing the world through, through the eyes of love, I guess that's that will be like the right way to say it. And I think somebody is capable to, you know, like our world is a reflection of our inner mindset and our inner visions. And unless we're able to do all that work, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to project or to see the world in a beautiful and accepting and loving way. Unless, unless we, you know, like we choose to see it like that and we, we do the work and we see those beautiful things in us and we're able to see them in a, in the outer world. So um, all that, all that together, I think it's it set, it's set the strong, also like so many books and I, I love reading books are very much about like, you know, like they scratch the surface in a way. And maybe that works for other people. It didn't work for me. And I'm sure there are lots of people who, that doesn't work just scratching the surface and hearing what you want to hear right and this is this book is more it's a little bit you know like a little bit hardcore in a way it's written in a very simple way but it makes you do the work you know it makes you self-reflect and question but i think once you do all that you you're on the path of a much of a much more like 
loving way of life. And I think that's what that that that's my message in the book. That was that was all about. I love that so much. Honestly, I'm I've I've been telling you for the last couple of days. I think I'm I'm about to turn 25. My quarter life crisis is is really kicking in. But I think <laughs> I'm kind of at that point where you know, I've done a lot of the work on myself already. And I think having a tool like this and really, really, really diving in deep right now, when I, now that I'm in this next chapter, you know, school is officially over, I'm working, I'm really figuring out where do I want my career to go? Where do I want my life to go from here? I can go anywhere. And using this tool at this point in my life, I think, you know, I think 23 was a really transformative year for me. And I had, and I, and I had a feeling 24 was going to be as well. But now that I'm entering 25, I really, I I can feel that there's more to be done. I'm really excited to use this book as a tool now, in particular in this time in my life to, to continue expanding and growing. Yeah, it's very important. 25, I feel like it's a crucial, you know, like you said, the fundament and now it's like, okay, what, what's my next? That's my next layer to my building, right? Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a super crucial moment. Understanding your values, what's important to you, what what to stand up for. Like, it, it, it also, like, it forms you into, you know, like, understanding to which, which career path am I taking? Which kind of partner do I want in my life? Who do, like, even looking at, at your friends. Okay, so, like, these are my friends that, you know, like, I love them and accept them, but they've been dragging me down. And it's okay not to, you know, like for them to to not be part of my life anymore. Or these are the friends that, you know, like, okay, maybe they, they're not intellectually on the same path with me, but like, we have that core understanding, understanding about each other. And like, we, we, you know, like, we share something very unique and keep those, I think it, it's very important to let go of people who, I want to say serving you people who you, you know like you outgrew them in a way yeah. and not, not to feel because you're not doing them any service either by you know like by being in their life or let's say if somebody is dragging you down by their negativity right as long as they have your ear to like keep telling you all their negative stuff you're not doing any favor to them because they just keep going in the same circle without realizing hey I need to do something about my life too right it's okay to let them be on their own and maybe figure it out for themselves that you know like I can't be in the circle of negativity I need to step up and you could suggest that to them I could you know like but it's okay if they don't step up let's say if they're not on the same on the same page of you in life it it's fine to you know like to let them be who they are and just okay, you outgrew each other, just go separate ways. That's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I've I've had to do a lot of that in the last few years and it's it's hard, but it's so worth it. And 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 that's kind of part like the whole thing with life. Like life is gonna be hard, but it's if you are living in alignment with who you are truly meant to be, you know, living a purposeful life, it's really rewarding. And I think this will allow more people to tap into that and help me continue on that journey. But one thing you talked about kind of in the same thing and removing the people, how do you do this work 
while finding your people and finding a partner and becoming a mom and establishing your career. Cause you said 25 is a very pivotal year, like a time in your life. Like you were married young, you were 24, right? You said, you know, how do you do all of this work and go on this journey while you are also building a life with someone and, you know, sharing it with other people? I think that's where, like, I'm glad it worked out this way, but should I say that I was into, in a happy place while I was doing it? I, I would lie to you because I wasn't. It was very chaotic. It was chaotic. It was, you know, like, you're not here, you're not there, you're, like, everywhere. <laughs> like, I cannot say it was... I wish I had a little bit more guidance back then on finding the right balance. I would have... It's not unmanageable. It's just you got to make sure you, you know, you speak and you communicate with mainly with your partner which is very important because you know like sometimes you could just react and say hey you're not helping me with this you're not helping me with that or whatever it could where just just simple communication other than reaction i think it's it, it's very important another thing is at that moment in your life let's say you you have a kid you have a husband you have a career you are you are at the beginning of your career whatever the stage is it's okay to accept help too like there is so many women that i know which are, are not comfortable with accepting help let's say help of a nanny help of a parent help help of, of a relative and i think it's okay we we had help from day one like I was clueless with what I'm doing that we took the nurse out of the hospital when we came home. <laughs> that's, how, that's how, like, you know, like, like, what do you do? Like, okay, like, I birth to this beautiful human being, but like, what am I doing with it? Right? Like, it, it's quite challenging. So I feel like that accept, like that realization that it's okay to, to have help, even with, with work, it's okay to, to kind of like set yourself up in a way where you have enough help around enough people friends around enough family around that's helping you and it's okay to ask for help you would be surprised how many how many people have a hard time asking for help because we're trying to prove in a way that we can do it all so we would try to to prove to um, i don't know to our parents or to our mother-in-law whatever when instead and instead of proving anything, go ahead and ask for help. It's fine, right? Or with work, the same thing. You, you, let's say you are in a position at work where you feel like you're not managing everything. It's okay to ask for, you know, like to speak to your boss and say, hey, I need either like somebody to help me with this or I need like whatever your situation is. It's okay to, you know, like to speak up and to tell people your needs in order to to manage the whole thing not to take everything on yourself and you know like just try to to you know like to do it all which it's you can do it all but you have to find the balance speak up you know like communicate to people about your needs and prioritize your needs too because you know it's a big having a family is like a whole business on its own and it's one of the hardest businesses honestly like yeah. like this like you know like the, the the kids don't know boundaries or like i mean they, they know boundaries maybe later but as little babies like they they don't you just they just know you gotta be there for them just communicating to and knowing that you know like you're being loved and people around you love you and care for you and you do not this is my mistake you do not need to prove anything to them or need to 
you know, like to, you know, like say, hey, I, you know, like show, show in a way that you can do it, everything. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to say that, hey, I can't handle it. I need, I need help. You know, I need this, I need this, I need this. Can somebody, in, in most of our lives, we have enough people around us or resources. I mean, with, with resources, it's a, different, it's a different topic because, you know, like different people have different situations. But family, siblings, friends, it's okay to ask everybody for, for help. And at, the, at, at your job, at work, I think it's okay to communicate your needs too, especially as if somebody knows that, you know, like you have a new family, you can, don't let, I, I had this, like this, this was my, my, one of my mistakes. Like our, one of our meetings was at seven o'clock in the morning, right? And midtime, like my kid couldn't sleep for the night and I need to be at this, which meeting was a, not an important meeting. I did not need to be there, right? I would go and I would be miserable where, where instead all I could have done is say, hey, for the next, I don't know, couple of weeks or whatever it is, I'm not going to be able to attend, to attend this meeting because, you know, like it's, I would be much more productive during the day if I have that extra hour of sleep because I'm not able to sleep at night. I have a baby crying or whatever the situation is, right? And I think people understand that. In most cases, people understand that. Yeah, so, I think that's true. Like most people would understand and we don't give them enough credit because there's this culture of you have to do it all on your own and society values self-made people. We see that all the time, like the Forbes 30 under 30 and, you know, times 100 you know, millionaires or whatever. And it's like, they, they didn't do it all alone. And I think people are surprised that when they ask for help and they get help, they're like, why, why didn't I do that sooner? And it's like, because you were afraid, but there's nothing to be afraid of. And, and if they don't allow you to ask for help, if they don't value that, then you don't want to be there either. Like it's the same thing as before. So I really like that. And I think, yeah, one of my big issues, I think we've talked about this is proving myself. I always am trying to prove myself and prove that I'm enough or worth it, or I can do it on my own. And doing this podcast has really, and law school has really helped me realize like, I can't do it all alone. And I don't want to, it's not as fun. I've learned that in the job search and starting my career and having my friends also going through it as well. And just because they have the big fancy job with a lot of money, I've talked to them, like they're struggling too. Like they're, you know, it's not the grass isn't always greener everyone could use a little help sometimes and being able to have people in your life that you're able to talk to about it candidly and have those conversation is really really important and having yeah, having a support system having a team you know they say it takes a village and it does it really really does yeah and you'll be surprised how many people would be able to accommodate and help just just by communicating your needs to them which is lots of us, most of us don't do that just because, you know, like we don't, we don't want to, you know, like to disturb people with, like we come up with like a million excuses. Why not just say anything, take everything upon us and burn out. And guess what? At the end of the day, you burn out and you're like miserable and you're going to go and you're going to like treat the people who are in your life poorly just because of that. So might as well ask for help, have people on the same page with you. And you'll be more present for them too. Yeah, it, it it works out both ways. Yeah, it really does. And how do you, you know, you we talked about finding the balance and asking for help, all of that. 
how do you make time for you? What are a few things you do, whether it's a morning routine, night routine, you know, your journaling, like any things that you do to really make time for you to make you feel like this empowered, compassionate woman, you know, independently of being a mom, of being a wife, of being, you know, an author of having your career. How do you stay true to who you are? I kind of prioritized what I like the most. So what I know that's super important to me that is not even that's unshakable. Like nobody nobody's touching this. <laughs> that's reading, writing, working out, going out with friends once in a while. Besides from date nights with my husband, which this was a lot of work because my husband is like, no, I got like we go out. Why do you need to go out? Well, because I'm like <laughs> I'm going out with my friends and <laughs> it's fine, yeah. right? So those like prioritizing what you know is super important to you and just telling people, hey, this is super important to me. When I do this, don't bother. This is <laughs> this is my yeah. this is my time, right? You're literally gone. Um, I want all of that. <laughs> like, that's what I want. It might be challenging. Like my my husband had a couple of uh, he's he's a loving man. I, I can't say anything. And which is, he is, you know, like in, in a relationship, I think one person is more needed than the other. <laughs> so in our case, I would say he's probably more needed than That's me. That's so funny because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm very independent and like, there's a lot of good stuff, but then there's also times where I'm like, why are you being like that? Like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I don't need you. Yeah. And it's like, no, they yeah. want you to need them. But I'm like, I don't like, I'm sorry. So it's so funny. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's funny that you see yourself a lot in me because I literally am like, we're on the same page. I do. I do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so funny. And I definitely need to get back into working out, but reading and writing are huge for me too. Having time with my friends. Like I want to have date night, but I also want to have me time. And then I also want to have time with my friends and like, and then also my kids like, eventually yeah. when I have them, like I need all of them. Yeah. 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 And I, if you just like I said, back to communicating, if you communicate simply to your partner, hey, this is what I need, it's super important to me. It's not, it's non negotiable. Like, there is no negotiation here. <laughs> like, I think he would, he would, he would understand. Like, and you know, like, this, this is what makes me happy. Like, I'm happy in the relationship. I'm a happy mom. I'm happy with you, but I need this, I need this for me to grow. I need this for me to, you know, like to enjoy myself once in a while. And most, people if they love you they would understand you and I I give him the same space too like for example today he went cycling okay so like he enjoys cycling he plays guitar he uh, what else he does um he loves cars he goes all these car shows like he has his stuff too and it, it, it's okay it's okay not to lose your life right you are going going forward you know like you don't have to not be yourself or lose yourself just because now you have a family and you have kids and that's that's you're going to be miserable you're going to be you know like the further you go from who you truly are the more you're going to be disconnected with yourself and you're not going to be happy and then you're not going to be of any good or any service to your family either so by doing all this for yourself is literally like doing a service to your family too because when you are with them you're going to be able to be more present and you're going to be able to give more because you know like you satisfied those basic needs of yours that you have now you have the extra now hey everything is yours now right so that uh but it took it took some work it, it took like it took some work and it took like it takes you know like boundaries is a pop- popular topic now 
it takes <laughs> it takes yeah. it takes like some it takes some boundary setting and you know like but as long as you communicate in the right way and you know like the people in your life are there because they love you it it shouldn't it shouldn't be a problem it should be you know it should be a good way to find to find the balance yeah I love that yeah I, and that's yeah I'm working on that too boundaries I think I told you this like I'm in my villain era it's just setting boundaries um yeah you know and it's hard but yeah communication is key and and yeah having those boundaries and making time for you and having your non-negotiables is super important and yeah you also give them the right to have their non-negotiables you know like yeah. hey these are mine what are yours right it's, yeah uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And checking in with each other. Is this working? Is this not working? Do any, does anything need to change? How can we improve, you know, all of that? I mean, like you said, communication, but I'm, I'm so glad that we get to have these conversations on the podcast, especially this one, having the, the tools that you, that you've implemented in your life that have really worked for you. I'm grateful person that you shared them in a book. And now I get to have them too. Cause you know, like, like we've been saying, like, there's just a lot of similarities and it's really important to find your people. And when you find them, hold on to them and go to them and ask for help. Like we were talking about. And, you know, I I'm really excited to see where this book goes for you and you sharing your story and, and helping others. Cause I think there's so much, it's so, so rewarding. I love philanthropy. I've always wanted to be, you know, to give back and be a philanthropist and you know, help others. And, and this is one more way that we get to do that. You through your book, me through this podcast. And, you know, maybe one day I'll write a book. My, my parents always yeah. joke that I should write a book with all of my stories. Maybe I will one day, who knows, but I, I'm so grateful. You're going to know when the moment I know everything, everything happens for a reason. It'll everything happens the way that it's meant to. And when it's the right time, it's the right time. And that, that goes for everything. But thank you so much, Victoria, for coming on the podcast. Where can everybody find you? What's your book called? Where can they buy it? Shout, shout yourself out. So the book is called A Woman's Self-Love. And uh, it's by, by me, Victoria Bernstein. It's like a blue color with uh, pink lovey glasses, <laughs> which represent the a way to see yourself in the world for the for the love glasses uh, and you can find it on um, on amazon as of now in local bookstores but as, as of now the best way to to find it would be on amazon perfect i'll link everything in the show notes and um we're going to do a giveaway you right you sent me that that yeah. no we can do well go follow victoria follow the podcast of course and if you like this episode leave a review and we'll pick out the best review and we'll send you guys a book. And I think I'm really excited for people to read it and have a conversation about this through the podcast and keep having more conversations like this because I think it's really, really important. And I'm so happy that we got to have this conversation. <laughs> Same here. And um, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to see how, how everything works out for you, which I'm sure seeing your ambition and your, you know, like willingness to be challenged and you're like finding which is one of the most important things that you're doing right now is finding what's truthful and what's valuable you're gonna you have a beautiful path ahead of you thank you so much 